to nerd it all before. The podcast where we dive deep into the subjects that make us all geek out. A bunch of goddamn nerds. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual enthusiast, Nerd It All Before is your destination for deep dives and lighthearted discussions that celebrate all things nerdy. So grab your headphones, get comfortable, and join us every month as we embark on a journey through the realms of imagination, intellect, and sheer excitement. You don't want to be a nerd. I'm not raising a nerd, bro. If it's a nerd, I'm going to bash his head in. Nerds get nowhere in life. This is Nerd It All Before. Prepare to unleash your inner nerd and explore the passions that connect us all. Let's dive in. Shock it, nerds! <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Nerd It All Before. We're at episode nine. We've done nine episodes. Wow. Can you believe that? That means we're a hit. I mean, I don't know how many people have listened to those nine episodes, but yes, we have recorded nine episodes now. We'll find out later when we do our fourth quarter numbers. <laughs> um, so uh, this is Jason's episode. Well, okay. First, I'll introduce. I'm Rick. Drew is. I don't even know what Drew is doing. He's kind of just giving a look. He's he's doing a whole lot of nothing right now. Is that right? Yeah, I'm definitely doing a whole lot of fucking ain't got no job right now. <laughs> You only had 24 hours in which we could record today. So. Yeah, I had a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week window of which we could record this. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked him, like, so when are we going to record? And Drew's like, I'm free. <laughs> Always. Um, and then we got Jason over there with all I see is Boba Fett's helmet behind you. Like, it's just there over your over your shoulder. I legitimately painted that. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's it is. This is our whole wall of uh, paint night. Um, this episode is not sponsored by Paint Night, but uh, it is a good time if you want to go. But it should be. Yeah, it should be. I also built the frame this out. It was, it's in our study, so I framed out a little area that looks like a painting, so that we could swap out our paint nights. So. The uh, the you, one paint night I've you, ever uh, done. The I say the one paint night I've ever done was over by your house, and they're not there anymore. No, no longer. But you can still do it online. Did you make the lamp as well? I did not make the lamp. Okay, uh, right. That's a uh, that that was a probably Kirkland's find for my wife. Ah, okay, all right. Yeah, she's she's much better at decorating than I am. So I can paint like a a damn champion, but she can decorate. I can do neither of those things. But <laughs> give me a give me Photoshop and I'll make it. <laughs> um, what? It's the truth. And if you guys hear, uh, my cat is uh, wanting to volunteer his services for this episode, so he might be partaking as well. My dog has been in and out of the room, so he may partake as well. You never know. So this is uh, your episode, Jason. What are we talking about? So uh, we've been talking about it since our very first episode so many months ago. Um, Strange Luck, A Tale of Bill Black, um, brought to you by our very own drew mac uh this is a drew mac film and um ladies and gentlemen I, I just wanted to be able to provide you with some insight we have the man who made it with us today and we're going to get the opportunity to interview him and kind of understand like where this came from and and what this was all about and, and the story and and really hear it from the master's ears you know if you have a chance to get a spielberg or a kubrick on your on your show you take that opportunity so now Drew Mack, the man, the myth, the legend is here. 
Now, you you said we have Drew Mack on the show like I am not on the previous nine episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that part, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, um, I ended up watching this movie. And... um, Ouch. That was a a hell of a lead in there. No, I I want to be clear because I don't want it to come across as false. Um, I, 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 Drew, I'm no offense, but I, I was not expecting a whole lot. Um, for, for, well, for something that has a budget of $500. Um, uh, but honestly, I was, I was really, really, really happy with it. Um, I, I legitimately like this movie. If somebody had thrown this at me and just said, sit down and watch it, I would have bought it anyway. Like, joke aside it was legitimately really good a really interesting story i like how you wove it together with several different interviews um you you did it on a shoestring budget but it didn't feel like just a shoestring budget it felt like a good documentary that you could pop on netflix and and everybody would be okay like if you're into documentaries and i'm not just saying this because um i'm on a podcast with the director um but legitimately, if you're into documentaries, this is a great one. And I'm not normally a documentary guy. It was just a really great story, really well told. And I loved it. I legitimately loved this movie. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I, 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 I actually walked out and told my wife about it. And uh, now when she gets back from traveling, we're going to watch it together. Um, I, I thought it was really great. And that's that's why I wanted to, to talk to you about it is... I'm great at bullshitting. I, I, I think I have a degree in it. Um, but, uh, or I grew up in, you know, in Daytona with Ricky and we, we both had to bullshit our way through college or high school. So that, yep, that works. Much. But, um, no, I, I just wanted to know more. I, I, I really wanted to start with, um, how did you come across this story? And, and I can, I can see why, but I, I didn't expect the level of passion from somebody like that like that's what ins- that that's what was really nice to see is somebody who was just doing art for the sake of art and it was fun in a different venue so how did you come across the story so um i actually met bill um through uh, i believe you had said you'd been to cliff's books before right yep love into it land. In, uh, into land Okay, so Cliff and Bill are good friends. They've known each other since the 80s. And um, it's a weird and time. one of my... Hmm? The 80s, it was time. a weird time. It was a weird time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I am having so much trouble doing this seriously anyway. Right? <laughs> That's why I had to give the lead in. Like I, I, yeah. I, was, I, I want so bad to take this seriously. Cause I watched it. Re- Look, I watched it ready to be like, Oh, I'm going to roast Drew for like a hunt. What was it? It's, it's a, oh, not 90 minutes. It's like 88 minutes. One twenty eight minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. One minute, 28 minutes or 20. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah. One hour, 28 minutes, one hour, 28 minutes. Oh, so 88 minutes. I was right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Math. <laughs> Math and shit. Okay. So, so Drew, uh, the 80s, it was a weird time. So please. Okay. So uh, sometime, some point in the 80s, Bill and Cliff met. Uh, Bill was working uh, as AC Comics and Cliff was working at a printing press. And anyway, they struck up a friendship and then Cliff opened up a comic book store. 
And then I became a customer of Cliffs. Uh, just a string of events that happened. Um, at one point, um, Bill was in need of actors for his movie. I believe it was called The Amazing Colossal Woman. This was in 2016-ish. I know a few of those. So, you know, some very tall females. Yes, Amazing Colossal Woman. <laughs> I'm married to one. Your, your wife like is a, not that tall. 5'11", man. That's I, taller than me. It's taller than you. It is. No, it's not taller than me, but close. Oh, my cousin, 5'11 and a half? I'm my cousin, sorry. No, six foot. But my, my, my cousin's 6'2". Oh, well. Yeah, you know. that, that is an amazing colossal woman. Anyway, as you are. Sorry. Um, so, I'm going to throw uh, in random random things throughout this. Just Oh, throw it please off do. I, I give you shit constantly on your episodes, <laughs> Rick. You can throw every one of them at me and and it's just just payback for what i do to you so <laughs> so um i i uh, me and one of my friends were were picked to be extras on one of his uh his movies amazing colossal woman so we went over there shot our scenes on green screen i actually just posted some pictures of it on facebook this week from that shoot um and bill likes to talk i mean he's just a talker he loves to talk about comics and movies and everything and after the shoot we just sat around for probably about two hours and just talked about his life because it was our first time meeting him and i walked out to the car and i told my friend i'm like this guy is a he's a documentary um i have to do a story on him and uh so we talked to cliff uh who talked to bill who i believe initially said he didn't want to do it and uh cliff cliff talked him into it so that's that's how it came about that's it, that's amazing i mean it, it's kind of uh fate at that point um mm -hmm. so uh, about how long did it take to shoot to to shoot it yeah <laughs> so long story short five years <laughs> This is an 88 minute or 122 minute movie, depending or yeah. 128 minute movie, depending on how you want to describe mm -hmm. it. But why that does not years? follow like a day in the life or anything where I would have to like film over multiple years. No. <laughs> um, so originally I had. Um, I shot a bunch of footage of Bill and his friends and. um it was originally going to look more like a traditional documentary where there's several people that you're talking to throughout the documentary. Um, so getting some of those interviews was difficult. Bill's was easy. Bill actually, the main shoot with Bill with the uh, hat that I call the Marty McFly hat. I don't know mm -hmm. why it looks like Marty McFly and Back to the Future 2. Uh, that shoot was an eight-hour shoot that we did in one day. Um, and that's the bulk of the documentary right there. Uh, but I also interviewed people like, uh, John Beatty and, uh, a few of his other friends, uh, just, uh, different people along the way in his life that I interviewed. Uh, at one point I can tell you that we asked George Perez to be in it. Yeah. He gave us his contact information and it just didn't happen. Um, and so that we waited on that for a long time because I was trying to, you know, get someone like I mean, notable George Perez. yeah of yeah course. some george perez level person in there um 
So a lot of that took time. And the reason you don't see the other interviews in there is because I realized when I was editing it that I had a bunch of interviews from people that start his life around 1980. Um, I didn't have any of his family or childhood friends and I wasn't able to get them. And I thought it would be kind of weird that you're watching Bill for 45 minutes before the first alternate person pops up. So I decided to do it as just Bill himself telling his story. Mm. I, I kind of liked the way it was done that way. And with Cliff being the narrator, um, mm-hmm. I, I, en- I enjoyed it because I don't, I don't know that I remember a documentary that was that way where it it's, it, it, I don't know. It's it, maybe it sounds weird, but it reminds me of my grandfather telling a story like my grandfather used, was a great storyteller. And so mm-hmm. I could just sit there and listen to him and it could be, you know, it would be the most nonsensical story half the time, but I would sit there for an hour and just, just listen. And it would, that's what it felt like with, with this, it, you allowed him to really complete his tale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that was one of my questions. Like I, I noticed that there are scenes that you threw up there of, of people that he was referencing, like obviously talking to the camera, but um, <laughs> didn't make the cut. Yeah. I tried to make sure every single person that I interviewed is in that documentary in some way or another, either by a picture or just a little clip of them or, you know, so everyone that I interviewed is in it. They're just not featured. All right. Um, what do you think was the most challenging part of the, the whole, the whole shoot? I mean, uh, I, I've never shot a movie. I've never been in a movie. So this is all new to me. So the most difficult part for me was editing. Rick, are you, uh, are you calling Jason a liar? No, I was, I was thinking, okay. no, I, I, I was thinking if you worked on first of May with us or any of that stuff and I guess mm. you weren't there. No, I, I was close to it with, uh, Mike, but, uh, I wasn't in it. I thought Rick was about to call bullshit on that. No, I was thinking about it. And come up it. with something like, you were in the water boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't there for water boy, but he was there for, I thought, I for some reason I thought he was there for uh, first. Sorry, night, I was, but... I was a stage actor in high school. Thespian. <laughs> <laughs> the chicks were hotter, so it worked out best. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so true. Right. <laughs> editing. So for me, editing, it was the most challenging part. Um, I'm not uh, what I would call a good editor, or nor do I particularly. I don't dislike editing. It's just it's very time consuming. Um, and that held it up a lot, too, was uh, editing it. But um, putting the story together and trying to get the clips from Bill, because he didn't always understand when I would tell him like uh, that movie black mass uh, that he goes over in there, like he sent me a few stills of black mass and I'm trying, like I I would email him constantly being like, do you have more? Do you have more? Do you have more? And he didn't quite understand. Like when you're talking about it, I have to show something other than you talking. Like I need more (laughs) footage. (laughs) So um, like eventually he, he kind of got what I was doing and he like, would send me the movies like he was like oh here i have black mass and i'm like well son of a bitch man that would be helpful <laughs> so um it became fun once i got like all the footage and got the whole story together because then i was just adding 
stuff to it and trying to like pace it out and everything that part was fun but the whole editing process kind of was like the most challenging part of it well that, that's what i wanted to ask you too like did he still have all of these old movies i, I mean the guy's been making movies since he was in high school did he still have a lot of this he still had most of them um holy cow that black mass movie is like 412 years old um <laughs> There's real vampires in it from like the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, he had he had a lot of his movies. Some of them, I believe he has every movie he's made, just not all of them are transferred to digital. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was able to get most of the footage I needed. Like You can kind of tell spots where I stretched footage, but mm -hmm. for the most part, once, once I was able to like tell him, like, hey, I need this stuff for B-roll, like, I was able to get an abundance of, of footage to use. Is any of it available? Like anywhere somebody would recognize other than So <laughs> you can go to I believe um Nightvale Media and you can order his movies. Some of them come with his old movies, but uh I think he's in the process now that he's retired of trying to make all his old old movies available as well. Okay. Um it <laughs> brings me to my next point. I, it was the it was one of the the questions that I I had that was still outstanding from the movie is how in the hell does somebody make any money doing this? Um, is it just a passion project? And it seemed like he did that as as his passion for art for so many years. But I, I know he had that it, that story about the producer and and almost making some money on it or something like that. But did he ever actually make any money off that the movies? The movies. Um... No, he'll tell you himself. Uh, he's lucky when he makes like his latest movie, The Mummy Creeps. He sold a bunch of copies of it. He sells them for like 15 bucks a pop. Um, but he doesn't make like money, money off them. He makes like, like probably he might have made his budget back on, on some of those movies. Just a push, basically. Yeah, he just does them because he loves doing. Them. He loved he loved monster movies when he was a kid. So he he tries to make them as an adult, and he tries to make them look like old school monster movies. He doesn't try to make like new horror movies or new look. He he tries to make them look like like what the cornball like the cornball acting in those. That's mm -hmm. what he asks you to do. Hey, that's that's what I liked about what. <laughs> that's what I liked about what he was talking or what I was talking about with his passion mm -hmm. is that he was very straight up. This is, this is what I like. This is what I want to see. This is what I'm mm -hmm. doing. I was just fascinated, like kind of his whole story, you know, mm -hmm. how he, how do you support a family on, um, nothing. nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he made his money from the Paragon publication books. Like he has a, he has a pretty, good size following and that's how he made his money like he's he's and once he did ac comics he's kept himself afloat i don't think he's like rich by any means but i think he's been able to you know afford to to support his wife and kid on well, just doing the comics and that's really it like you don't have to be rich but he's doing some something that's awesome that mm -hmm. he obviously loves and and that's that that level of commitment is, is just it was that's what i appreciated was to watch somebody who in I, I i can see why like an eight hour day probably wasn't grueling for either one of you 
mm-hmm. for that shoot because to watch somebody with that level of passion that that's not a jerk about it you know mm-hmm. he's not jumping over sideways he's just this is what i do and this is what mm-hmm. i like doing and he seems to really love it he doesn't uh yeah he doesn't pat himself on the back for anything or you know he just is like this this was my life this is what happened and this is how i got from birth to where i am now (laughs) (laughs) um so what was the most fun part of this whole shoot like editing was the the hardest what was the most fun part uh the most fun part was doing the interviews with um bill and his friends like just hearing people talk about him how much they love working with him and hearing him talk about like you know i'm a filmmaker kind of sorta so i appreciate hearing another filmmaker's story you know so that was just kind of my joy of doing it is like hearing that story because he he had like when you go into it with like the whole thing about like Vietnam and stuff like that, how he didn't have to go out in the field. He actually got an art job in the military mm-hmm. that got him through that. That's like freaking amazing. Like what, who does that happen to? <laughs> you know, it's true. It, it, that's why I love that you title it strange luck. Like it's exactly that. He just kind of dumb lucked his way through life. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, it, it took you five years to get, to get through this this whole thing. I, I know Ricky was was one of the folks that was a part of this. Mm-hmm. Did Ricky do anything for the movie, or did he just insist on you putting him in the credits? <laughs> I, I held his head against the uh, a flame until he said, "Yes, I'll put you in the credits." Rick, <laughs> Rick has been dragged as much as I bust Rick's balls. Every freaking time we do an episode and any opportunity I can get, like Rick has worked like, like no questions asked on almost every single project I've done. Like we'll make time to do it. So um, I needed someone to do the audio. So I know like Rick does the podcast. I know Rick knows how to do audio. So I, I had asked them to do it. So Hi. Rick, what does that mean? Like, again, I'm a, I am not even a novice here. What does it mean to say Rick does the audio? Because to me, it's like I recorded this and then we moved on. Well, in this case, it meant recording the VO. We stood in uh, the bookstop, book in the bookstore. <laughs> in no Cliff's chair. books, yeah, you recorded Cliff. it in the in the comic book shop. Oh yeah, yep. in, in Cliff's books <laughs> with Cliff. Cliff is the VO. With cars driving by, cars driving by, motorcycles, on. trucks. Oh yeah, there is all kinds of background noise. Like we're like. We'd we'd have, we'd be recording something and then this car would go by. We're like fuck, <laughs> and have to start all over again. How long did that take? Holy cow! Uh, we were good. Four we hours? were there for no. We were there probably there for six hours altogether. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. It oh was my a, god! Um, but we were all just standing there in the. It was in his like, like the side room of the of the bookstore yeah, like if you walk in and go room. to the left like yeah we that were in other, there that other little cramped yeah. spot yeah and i oh had the microphone God. like set up in front of him and <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a thing we'd record like four or five different versions of each line that he had to do and he had there, and and there there was a script but it wasn't like i don't know it yeah. was it was cliff's yeah, like was, well what um, do you think about if we do this or change this yeah. to this or oh, i'm like go for it have fun one thing I'll do and one thing Rick will tell you I do when I do a shoot, like I will take 
opinions of anyone who's on the set and add them in. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, we'll do that too. Yeah. When Cliff was like, Hey, let's maybe try it this way. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Let's see what happens. That makes <laughs> sense. Cause you said you're like a Kevin Smith disciple. So yeah. And I mean, like you look back at some of the little goofy <laughs> movies that we've done over the years everybody who was in the house or around that day ends up in the freaking movie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what do you feel like you, you missed out on in this one? I, I mean, it's, it's won a ton of awards, uh, which is it would definitely what I'm curious about next, but what do you feel like is missing from this? The thing that you watch and you're like, Oh, why did I do that? Or why didn't I add this? I really, really wish I had used two cameras on him so that I could use, so I could cut in between. So there's periods where he talks for a while before I go to any B-roll. And I thought it would be a little bit, but I didn't think of this till after I shot it. It would be a little more interesting if I could cut from like straight on to maybe a profile here and there just to just to mix it up a little bit. So that's that's one thing I, I really had wished I had done. And um, of course, proper planning was another thing I wished I had done. So I have, a, I have a what the hell does that mean? <laughs> it maybe don't take five years to make a movie. Got it. <laughs> so I have a legitimate question because it was the one thing that kind of like threw me off while I was watching it, and there mm-hmm. I, I was I, I highly enjoyed it. I actually haven't made it through the whole thing. I've made it through about half of it so far, um, just because I've got stuck with doing a bunch of work stuff. But why did you not put music behind? the voice like, like like when they're talking they, like there's no score so that would be because i don't know how to fit it in there properly and not make it look stupid <laughs> got it i was just um, that's, that's a no no yeah. if you notice i put music at the beginning and i'm putting music at the end but yeah there could be parts where like he's talking about the more dramatic stuff where i could have some music but what's available for my budget music wise and also like putting it in there i don't know where to like cut it in and cut it out and and stuff like that like i'm i'm still learning how to make movies at 45 years old so you know <laughs> always <laughs> yeah no, i was um, just wondering i, I like i, I was yeah. like huh i bet you that'd be good like to, some yeah no it, just it, slight it background definitely, yeah yeah it definitely needed it in some parts i just didn't I didn't I don't have the know how to, to do I think, you know, on a on a regular movie shoot, there's like several people working on it. So there's a guy that will come in and put that music in and then the director comes in and goes, Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> where like this is all just me. <laughs> like and I'm like playing it and like, uh, oh, that doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> when you have to be the guy who knows like all music, you know? It's yeah. And- your budget can only be so much because I, I, I kept, he said it like two or three times during a movie. And I think you even talked about it on one of our other podcasts, but you know, putting my way at the end of the movie would have been amazing, but Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, what's that's like five grand to have a, a cut of it at the at end of the movie. Least. Yeah. For, you know, and I'm, I'm a Sinatra fan too. So I'd love to have that in there, but you know, I ain't got Sinatra money. You got that Sinatra scratch? Yeah. Um, well, so it's funny that you said. So we just watched uh, Sand Job, uh, the um, the thing on, um, yeah, not completely uh, the Grand Tour on uh, Amazon Prime. They just did oh. one of their specials yep. called Sand Job, and at one point they used the AT- the A Team music. 
<laughs> and they're like, because we paid so much more, uh, so much for it, we're gonna do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, you got all these awards from this movie. Did you? I, I did you take this movie on tour? Did you submit it for all these awards? Like, how how did it go from Drew finished the movie? Uh, Rick polished it, obviously, because it's you know it's got your fingerprints all over it with the awesome sound <laughs> recording. Um, but how did it go from that to legitimately? I mean, what is it? Nine, ten awards that that this that this film won. So have you yeah. ever watched Zach and Mary make a porno? <laughs> okay, first of all, I have. Second, where are you going with this? Yeah, do you? I'm not doing Bill Black makes a porno. He's 80 years old. Yeah. No one this wants is, to see this, that. This is disgusting for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to watch it. But uh, <laughs> I was going nowhere with that. I just figured I'd... <laughs> I mean, does Bill play the pizza delivery guy? I, I mean, <laughs> who's going to pay for all these pizzas? Looks like I'm going to need some strange luck. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, my God. What? No money. <laughs> uh, so how in the hell? Like, did you have to submit this film for all those? Or did they, they were they just all of a sudden like, you're amazing. Congratulations. No. Uh, so little known fact, uh, when you're a uh, filmmaker from Volusia County, Florida, and you finish a movie, no one knows it exists. Uh, surprisingly. <laughs> so you have to, like, get it out there. And uh, from my I, I did a documentary before this uh, called Funny You Should Ask. And when I did that, I learned that there's a, a website called Film Freeway, and it's just endless film festivals that you can enter hmm. all over the world. And so I uploaded, submitted it. And uh, then you just uh, go festival by, by festival. You pay the entrance fee and they either accept it. They don't accept it. Sometimes it wins. Sometimes it's a finalist. Like with this one, uh, it was an official selection, like uh, nine times. I think. Well, it was official selection 13 times, but it only made it as far as official selection nine times. It was a finalist twice, a semi-finalist, and then it won actual best documentary four times. Wow. Damn, dude. Yeah. I may, may not have been involved in that other one, too. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, I shot the because that was the one uh, with uh, the, the, the comedy show that we shot, right? Oh, no, no. That was oh. a different one. Okay. That was comics for Parkland. Got it. I, I knew I shot some comedy show thing for <laughs> Drew. So I, I have to ask, what inspired you to be to get into film production? Like it, it, you, you ran into Cliff's books. Like when did that happen? Like we did was knowing not to take too far a step back, but this is more about a you thing. Like how did you get inspired to start making movies? Didn't now, want to drink off Ricky's as much story. as he was. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever I, uh... seen Zach and Mary? <laughs> Um, I have wanted to be in movies since I was like eight years old. So I, uh, I've always known it's what I wanted to do. 
Uh, I started taking TV production classes in eighth grade all the way through high school and then went to college for film and then started tinkering around with my own movies. Um, some that probably won't see the light of day again, such as Indiana Chunky and the Shed of Destiny. <laughs> um, I don't know why. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> what about the uh, the Drew Mac docu- or mockumentary? Oh, that's it's up on YouTube. Oh, I, I know. I, no, I recommend anyone watch that. <laughs> <laughs> my so, dad plays his drama teacher. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, I, I'll be watching that. Um, <laughs> what do you consider your best film so far? Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black. It's fair because it's the one that won the award. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's your second best film? Um, I don't know. That's kind of a toss up between. The mockumentary um, called The Rise and Fall of Drew Mack. <laughs> and uh, funny, you should ask the documentary that I did. Uh, I kind of like them both the same. That's awesome. Can I find those anywhere else other than YouTube or just YouTube? Just YouTube for those. Yeah, I did. I wasn't able to get distribution for those. Got it. I might, I might know what my next, uh, my next podcast episode is going to be dear god (laughs) (laughs) so ricky you've been uh, a partner in crime for drew for a lot of years um tell me about your experience with uh drew mac the legendary drew mac chaos pretty much like (laughs) he'll have a shooting plan that we never stick to um (laughs) he's like why don't we try this and i'm like but we don't have that equipment. <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> um, I have, I've purchased quite a lot of equipment to do, be like, Hey, I think we can do this now. Um, no, it's not, we always have so much fun. Like we will run around laughing. Um, what was the thing that we shot at the, at, uh, the, the school at Everest. Yeah, that was, that was lifers episode four. Oh, that's right. So we had a whole we, we had a whole web series that we shot all around town, um, and we shot in an office. We shot in downtown Altamont Springs or uptown Altamont. We shot it in Acme Comic Book Store. We did. Oh we God. shot in Acme Comic Book Stores. We shot it at uh, one of your friend's houses. Um, what was it about? Nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, basically it was this the Seinfeld of, of shows. It was just it, like it, it sounds like you guys just like messing around with video cameras and at this point I feel like you might have dumb lucked into a great documentary, Drew. <laughs> I, I found a good story. <laughs> um no, Lifers was about um these two idiots that um had careers, I guess. I think one of them one of them had a decent career going and the other one was like engaged to be married and the one got fired from his job and then the other one came home and uh, found his fiance cheating on him. So they end up at this telemarketing place. It kind of sounds like loosely the plot to workaholics, uh, but I there's mean... no <laughs> weed in it. <laughs> and it was before that show was on the air. So, okay. All right. So you're the original workaholics. Not really. No. Workaholics <laughs> is what you would call uh, good. <laughs> I do like how you started with a quagmire when I said that because you're like gee, gee, gee. yeah. Um, I did, however, uh, 
come up with coin the term famous in it. So that's yes. Famous. Famous. Fame. Fame moose. Fame moose. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My God. I'm trying. Like there, um, there's a, every every shoot we've ever done. There is something like some kind of story <laughs> that comes out of it. Like. Lighting my like my we lit my uh, my office to do some Drew Mac recording, like so it looked like he or my uh, it wasn't my office it was the library at the at the at one of my old houses and uh, like so we lit it and, and and lit it and and I shot from as far back as possible so we could get that like documentary look um, <laughs> and then we shot my dad on my staircase at the same house and then we shot a. A, a, a Star Trek knockoff on uh, in my backyard, running through the forest. Oh yeah, there was all kinds. That would of... be that would be Star Trek: The Search for Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> What's the dumbest story you guys have when it comes to you guys working together filming? Like, oh god, um, somebody. I probably forgot to hit record at least once. Um, Ooh. I would like to um, I would like to bring up during the Star Trek shoot Rick's um, terrible terrible Scottish accent that was more Australian ish. <laughs> That's probably not wrong. I don't so he do was accents. Playing, yeah, he was playing the Scotty character, and I was like, "We'll do a Scottish accent," and he was just full on Australian. <laughs> 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 Um, um so I part of what I liked about this this documentary was his honesty about when he was like guerrilla filmmaking and mm-hmm. and running through and just like setting up and starting to film. What's what's the story that would get you in the most trouble that you can say on today's podcast? From filming? Yeah. Like what what have you I'm positive you've done some sort of guerrilla filming. I mean that uptown Altamont shoot we were in front of buildings without permission shooting there but they weren't like opened and we weren't inside them so no fair (laughs) um Um, i'm trying to think of the mini golf course we got permission to shoot on um we got i mean you rented the office space yeah i rented the office space um Uh, we the house was owned by and we just shot in the road in front um we shot at my school we had permission to shoot at i mean you did get in trouble for using the indiana jones music for Indiana yeah, Chunky. I did get I got I got my Indiana Chunky video kicked off of YouTube because <laughs> you used the, the using the Indiana music. Jones music. Um, Rebel. I did do some weird stuff to try to get views on it in like the early stuff, like the Indiana Jones stuff. Um, so you used to be able to on YouTube, like put stuff in the comments or tag stuff onto a video. So what I would do is just like go to the the movie trailer of the month, whatever was coming out, like fast 14 or whatever movie was on its way out. And I would just tag my trailer on there. <laughs> That's great. I'm trying to think of any, like we didn't really do any like guerrilla filmmaking. Like in, yeah. in high school, I did guerrilla filmmaking, but not, I guess some in yeah, college ours, too. But Yeah. Ours, we usually just like, asked people if we could film places and they'd say yes or no. Like the Acme place. Now, if you remember oh God. that Rick, that, that had that, some audio issues, but that was a whole nother. Yeah. But there was the, the per there was the person that said, I don't even know if these same people own Acme anymore, but I'm not going to 
you know, describe them in any way. There was a person that said, yes, we could film there. And then that person's significant other came in the store that day while we were filming and was not happy that we were filming there, but couldn't kick us out because we had permission and was very interested, as they said, in seeing the finished product, which they never did. But nice. So we're gonna we were trying to have a live podcast there too. Yeah, yeah. That seems and like bring a in all our, our tens of fans. Our tens of fans. <clears throat> Look, we have these two Germans that are hardcore, so I'm positive they're gonna go buy this movie today. Oh, I think I just you know got two more Tubi views on it. So it he, legitimately. Have you made any money back on this movie, even with all the awards and everything? I'm assuming you had to pay all those those fees. Forty dollars. Oh well, no, yeah. If you count the fees, no, I haven't made my money back. So it's Um, just a passion of uh, uh, yeah. I've I've made forty dollars in royalties off of of the movie. (laughs) Honestly, that's not bad. I mean, for for, I mean, no promotion happening, right? Yeah. I just have like business cards I hand out. Um, How the hell can if we someone asks this me. movie though? I, I'm I'm legitimate. The the more people who see this movie, the, I I don't see what would possibly be offensive about this movie. And watching a, a guy with 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 how pa- how popular documentaries are right now, and I, I don't mean to keep stroking you, but. It's great. So I'm, about that whole masturbation con- thing? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Zach and Mary make a porno? Yep. <laughs> How are we going to pay for these pizzas? <laughs> um, I'm pretty I'm pretty convinced that like because there's some like people in Hollywood that are just comic book nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty convinced that, like if someone could get and I'm not just saying these two names because they're my favorite people in Hollywood. They're comic book people. Like if someone could get Kevin Smith or Nicolas Cage to watch this because they're both huge comic nerds, like it could probably help me and Bill's career in some way. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely agree. I, I will tell you, I'm going to be on the hunt for Bill's books now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and, and find some more of his. Cliff's books carries um, the newer issues of FemForce. Uh, there is a comic book store in Daytona called World of Comics, and they have a ton of back issues. Okay. I definitely uh, was going to stop by Cliff's and talk to him about this and ask him about the crappy narrator. So, <laughs> And uh, if you get uh, FemForce issues 194 and 195, uh, they might feature your boy Drew Mack in them hey. in comic book form. Wow. <laughs> Handsome as the devil. Um, I, but I, I think you're right. I, I think the more people will see this. And it's funny you say that because I was listening to Bill's story thinking it's the type of story that somebody like a Nicolas Cage would, mm-hmm. would be like, I want a, I, I want a, a whole movie just dedicated to this where I play Bill Black. Yes. Because it's, <laughs> it's interesting. The guy goes to college he he becomes an artist, then he has to get drafted into Vietnam, and then dumb lucks his way into becoming a a, a, a cartographer, basically, and then mm-hmm. an artist and illustrator. Like it's 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 like Forrest Gump, but less chocolates, and your love your spouse dying of AIDS. Like it's 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 a happy story. Hepatitis, by the way. 
is hepatitis. It's hepatitis. At least in the book, it's hepatitis. They don't say what Gen- it is. In Jenna died of hepatitis. Yes, from the drugs and sex and whatnot. It was it. heavily implied, though, in the movie that she died from AIDS. Thank you. That's what I thought it was. Well, yes, but in the book, it's hepatitis. Also, so, I cannot hear the song "Free Bird" ever again in my life without, without thinking of, of Jenna on the yeah on the balcony. <laughs> yeah, me too. Lieutenant Dan, um, you got new legs. But like legit, there's a there's a great story here that's just fascinating, and it was really well told. I, I look, I was full of shit before uh, about like making fun of this movie, and I was totally prepared to rail on it for the next you know, for ninety minutes. But if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and go watch this movie. Because so, so are the important. plugs at the end of the show now going to be sincere? Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be hard because I only have one level, and it it sounds like bullshit, and it sounds sincere, so you can never tell. And I God bless my wife because she, she's she's made an art of learning the subtleties of my bullshit. So, um, yes, I am sincerely recommending this movie uh, to anybody who asks, uh, anybody who doesn't ask. Um, and if you thought I wouldn't shut up about it before when I was busting Drew's balls, I assure you, it's going to be worse now that I legitimately like this movie. That's awesome. I'm yeah. uh, I'm I'm glad I've made a fan of you. You have. I'm glad your own attempt to bust my chops backfired so badly that you became a fan of my work. Oh, number one fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right here. I'm, I need a Drew Mac T-shirt. I believe in Drew Mac, the Drew Mac Daddy. You know, I, I need. You want to sell some merch? This is the way you do it. You know what? I I, I might be able to possibly get you a poster signed by me and Bill Black. Oh, man. Have you ever seen Zach and Mary I, make a porno? <laughs> actually, I, I have. I actually may I have, have a poster already signed by them. I wow. may have one left that we all signed. And ah. only one left. Oh, my God. So I have one signed by I had I got six, six posters signed by every single person that worked on this movie. All five. I signed mine in a Wawa parking lot. Just in case you're wondering. <laughs> he did. He met me in a Wawa parking lot and I said, sign these fucking posters. And I did. P.S. Here's your cast gift. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, I, this, this movie is fantastic. And I, I look forward to seeing one of your other films that will probably be disappointing now that the bar has been set by this. It will. It will be. Anything that I've made before this is just not comparable to it. Um, I don't know. I think there were some good things that we did. There was some fun stuff that we did. There's, Like I said, I, that, that fucking mockumentary I love to death. Um, I liked, li- me- I mean, I liked Lifers. Like the fr- I, I, don't, I think I only watched the first episode, but I enjoyed Lifers. I enjoyed shooting Lifers. I enjoyed shooting Lifers. That was fun. That I one fat all the- redneck comedian that was trying to be... The oh, fucking guy, <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy. Ty, and, he wanted and, and essentially. He yeah. was Timu, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he um um the mockumentary. Let me let me just let me just explain it to you so you, you pique your interest in it a little bit. All right. So when me and Rick did our original podcasts, I started making parody movies. Um, to show on our podcast just to have something to do. Um, so that's where, 
and they were all they were all chunky themed because <laughs> I was the star of them because you know narcissism um also <laughs> in strange luck the tale of bill black i made no less than four cameos in that movie i saw yeah i <laughs> I, I counted them yes yeah um <laughs> so i made these these parody movies of whatever was out at the time so there is a indiana jones and the what was the what was the crystal skull yeah i made one called indiana chunky in the shed of destiny the Dark Knight came out. I made one called The Hefty Knight. Star Trek Into Darkness came out. Mine was Star Trek: The Search for Chunk. So, just for I decided. Anyone, what I just so the people can look. What is the name? Like, what can we look up on YouTube to find you? I think you can look up twenty one eighty four films, or just look up. Um, I don't know. Try twenty one eighty four films. Um, but. Anyway, I had these like three to four parody movies and I was like, just just showed them on the podcast and then put them on YouTube and that was it. And then I decided I wanted to tie them all together by making the story of a dipshit who went to Hollywood and became a parody actor movie star. (laughs) So I fucking tied all of these stupid movies together into a story that features me. Uh, about three or four of my friends, Rick, Rick's dad. <laughs> and it is, it's, it's one of my favorite things I did because it was, it's so absurd. Well, I, I found that on YouTube. It is under 2184 films, the rise and fall of Drew Mac. I'll be that watching be it, it tonight cause it's only 30 minutes long <clears throat> and, uh, I and feel 11 like years old in 11 years old. And, uh, and the, the preview I, picture is that lit thing of our like studio that had all of our DVDs and stuff in it. And That's as much funny. of a pompous ass in that still as I look like, I play a complete pompous ass in that movie. It you was no it. stretch for me. Yeah, no, you, you <laughs> nailed it. You look like a dickhead. So yeah. It, it works. Um, um, so what are you working on next? So I'm kind of like, so I'm waiting. I'm working on two things right now, kind of like also waiting for that next great Bill Black documentary to fall in my lap. Uh, So if you are listening to this and you are a person who has a story like Bill Black's, contact me. I will make a documentary out of you. Um, But right (laughs) now, the next five years. Yes. Over the course of five years, I will make a documentary out of you. In five years, your life story will be told. Uh, 2028. Um, Right now, I'm working on a, another mockumentary uh, very, very slowly, um, mostly because I haven't cast three of the main characters yet. Um, so I'm working on a mockumentary about one of the characters I played in one of Bill Black's movies called Lucky O'Leary. And it's um, called The Unmasking of Lucky O'Leary. And basically, he's a vigilante, uh, like a more of a neighborhood watch vigilante uh, that is a nuisance to the neighborhood that wins the lottery and decides he's going to unmask before taking off. Um, and Jason and Rick are in this. They've already filmed their scenes. Um, I'm also going to work on a documentary about alternative tourism in Florida, like just weird spots to hit in, in central Florida that aren't Disney or 
SeaWorld or Universal or one of the main attractions, stuff like Christmas Florida and Casadega and stuff like that. Do you want to do that as serious or do you want to do it tongue in cheek? The tourism one? No, I kind of want yeah. to have a serious tone to that. That could be fun. Yeah. I mean, we could go have some uh, an enjoyable ride down uh, Rock Springs Run or uh, what else? Uh, we could go to uh, Silver Spring or yeah, Silver Springs and find the monkeys. Yeah, the I wanna, monkeys. yeah I wanna, we could go I, to the villages. Yes. And find <laughs> and find loofahs. Loofah loofah spotting. So I, I, uh, I'm building a community up there, and every time I go through, I have it on my phone, and I just I look for loofahs now. <laughs> so you know what freaks. what they're into. Oh, there are some freaky old folks. Holy cow! Okay, but, I mean, yeah, what I are they? I, what else do they have to worry about? I mean, they're gonna die in a couple years anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely want to do like uh, I want to put Christmas Florida in it because that is just a weird place. Like, there's a whole fucking like colony out there from like the 1800s yeah, yeah there's a fort out there it's yeah. amazing yeah well and, and jungle, there's jungle adventures out there too yes the world's biggest alligator or florida's biggest alligator yep. or whatever and, and probably half the people that come to florida never go through there that's kind of like those old um highway attractions we went yeah. to um sunken gardens in in st petersburg yep and it used to be like a major attraction for central florida until disney started and I mean, it's still beautiful, but that would be great for for what you're talking about. It it costs like fifteen bucks to go in there, and we must have spent two hours. They do a really cool. Uh, they do a really cool Christmas lights thing at Sunken Gardens. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. I I'm a board Drew. If you need a hand. Yeah, yeah. The Central Florida want. Zoo. I was yeah. going to put that in there. The world's worst zoo in the world. I was no, it, it is not the worst zoo in the world. I have been to far worse, but that no. one, that one, I. The I they so we go every year for the Lantern Festival because we really like yeah. the Lantern Festival. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's mostly like there's a few regular animals, but there's mostly like just animals I can find in my backyard. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's a freaking armadillo in there. Oh, the Citrus <laughs> Tower. Oh, yes, the that one's tower. on my list. Oh, the I, Hall of Presidents. Have you ever been there? It's right next Disney? to Citrus Tower. No, there's a. There's like yeah, a, just, yeah, it's like a, it's like a Hall of Presidents. Write all these down because some of them I don't know about. I like, Isn't there I wanna... like a triathlon Hall of Fame in Claremont or something like that? So, hey, guys, guess what? I'm building communities everywhere we're we're talking <laughs> about right now. So, yes, I'm very familiar with all this random crap. Bach Tower yeah, Gardens. Just, if you oh yeah, Bach Tower. Yeah, let me know, and I we like I will go out there and shoot it. I will fucking drag you and Rick with me. I will. Uh, do all that i want to do the elvis house too do you guys know what that is yes uh that, no that one i don't know that's the one in yeah, so, uh in uh like lake county up eustis right or no that's no the, no, no no i'm thinking it's in of, orlando huh, i don't know if i'm some person built a house that looks exactly like graceland in orlando and you can drive and you can't go in but you can look at it what that's amazing yeah well, and there's the one house up in uh, Lake County that's uh, Van Gogh's, like, Starry Night. It's painted, like, the entire thing is painted as Starry Night. Son of a bitch, man. There's, a, there's like, a stainless steel castle in um, Lakeland, I want to say. Where somebody, I like, gotta, deck, oh. they, it's, it's like a whole steel castle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the Statue of Liberty that's in downtown Orlando on there. Because I don't think a lot of people know about that. No. 
If you want to do something that's a bit heartwarming, I love the kids give the world or give kids the world village. It is. It's, yeah. It's fascinating. But, but you can't really it. visit. Like that's not something that's a, I mean, you can't <laughs> I feel visit like if without... I visit there I have to build something. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. We, <laughs> I'll take I, care of that part. You just film. We we may or not may not have been involved in one of the villas. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> with our former employer where we met. <laughs> um uh, no, I I love it. I'm I'm on board. Whatever you need, I'm down. Cool. Yeah. The dogs here. Uh, Toby. Yes. McGuire. Spider dog. Spider dog. Spider dog. Spider dog. So, uh, guys, at least for for my episode, um, I, I I wanted to keep it keep it a little bit shorter today and just say, Drew, uh, I'm not going to apologize because I was fully prepared to bust your balls. Um, <laughs> I did not, so I have nothing to apologize for. Yeah, but I, I did. I did legitimately enjoy this movie, and I will, I will rewatch it. Like I have, I'm, I'm I have kidding. enjoyed what I've learned so far. I, I like I said, I'm I've made it about halfway through. Just ran into too much work stuff going on, but it's been really good. And even though I record or like helped record the the this voiceover, I've still learned things, and, and it's good to hear Bill talk about it. Yeah. Um, it, like I said, I, I talked to him for about two hours the first time I met him and realized that his life was a story and put it together. Um, like it doesn't, it does not work without Bill's story. Like that's, uh, that stuff doesn't happen to him. The Vietnam, the, the making movies as a child, the getting his own friggin comic book company off the ground getting guys like george perez and and eric larson to to do work for him and john Beatty, like the the fact that he makes movies into his late 70s you know that's what makes him interesting the man has an envious life uh, and it's it is definitely a, a lot of strange luck there so um that's all I have, I guess. I like I, I honestly I loved it and um you've inspired me enough to where next time you have a project, if you need me to tote something around, I've got a strong back and a weak mind, as my dad reminded me often. And I'm happy to help out. I will uh definitely I, I use any help I can get on my movies, so and as I said, I I always drag Rick kicking and screaming. I have um, never kicking it is never <laughs> kicking and screaming. I always have a good time. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> oh, does that mean I get to announce what our next episode is? Since I've been sitting uh, on it for like three let me, months. Let me now? brace for let me brace for impact here. Oh no, no, this is going. I feel as if this is going to be a long episode because I feel it's that's something saying, that we all have something that we can add to. And saying a lot coming from you too, Rick. And my <laughs> wife wants to sit in on it too. Oh, I already know what this is about. Then go ahead. Do you? Yeah. What do you think it's about? Uh, it's either Disney or animation. One of the two. Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. Oh, all right. Which could be animated or Disney. Boom. Exactly. It could be any of the above. I, I I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I watched a lot of Saturday morning cartoons growing up. So uh, of all levels, like they may not have been Saturday morning cartoons when I was watching them. Like they may have been moved to other areas or, or, or whatever. But like, yeah, I, I'm excited to uh, discuss so what I want to propose for this episode and it's your episode. So you can veto it if you want is um, 
didn't Jason wanted to to get sloshed on an episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I say for our Saturday morning cartoon episode, we all eat some cereal while we talk about it. Like you get a bowl of cereal? Yeah, like it's Saturday morning and we're fucking watching watch. cartoons. Yeah. I'm down. Getting ready to I'm watch some dino that. saucers? Yeah. Getting ready to watch some Dungeons and Dragons or Muppet Babies. Looney Tunes, man. I, I, I mean, Looney Tunes is like the one of the defining comedic performances of my entire life so yes i mean i i, I hannah barbera and oh yeah we got we, we got, we'll have plenty to talk about oh yeah yeah i'm down i i got i hell jen if if you're interested jen might join us too because that's, that's fine the more the merrier we'll, we'll have a, we'll, we'll get have... some fruit fruity pebbles we'll get some you know cocoa puffs i'm gonna i gotta rock some uh cinnamon toast crunch you want to hear something oh, weird yeah my wife my wife is is, is, is there's something messed up she doesn't like sweet cereals. She'd rather have like Special K or we or or, or uh, Raisin Bran. I'm not so gonna lie. That's, well, that that's me too. Drew, where are you at? One of my favorite cereals is Cracklin Oat Bran. <laughs> like I fucking love Cracklin Oat Bran. I can't <laughs> eat too much of it for obvious reasons, but <laughs> it's a damn good cereal. Hey, mine's raisin brand. Like, we may I, have it, to have a cereal episode too, like at some point. Like this, this, this might go a little bit uh, haywire. That's what we do. I, we could have, you know, the the like the one podcast cereal. We could just make a cereal podcast. You know, like about cereal, about like every yeah, and have to start with the same music that. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> do you remember Dan when he did Cereal Lover? Did you ever hear that? No, Dan Dennis is a serial lover. I'll see if I can find it. It's great. Oh my god! Um, All right, Saturday morning cartoons. It is. So, do we have our numbers available? Oh, I can look those up. Uh, give me one second. It's not good, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're so you're so positive. Well, I mean we didn't really promote the last couple episodes, unfortunately. Yeah. And I got them up late. I got to make sure I get this one up on time. Although technically it's still going to be a day late, but whatever. Sure. Since we're recording it late because of me because I've been stupid busy. <laughs> yeah, preach. Statistics episodes. Oh, actually, huh, that's interesting. And what is interesting? Hold on, I'm 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 trying to. It's not giving me. This is where he's like seven thousand people listen to the episode. <laughs> I'm pulling up the all-time numbers. Okay. Episode seven is still our worst one, the scouting one. Shocking. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, I'm not. Two out of my five are not are, are in the top. Or sorry, two. Uh, yeah, two. My my two are in the bottom five. So you know. 
pretty uh, sure I'm still. I got to average better than you, though. I got to average like a little worse. Drew is still episodes the first our, our two highest rated episodes so far. Nice job, Drew. With Cage Match and the albums that made us. Uh, lukewarm, the Luke Benson, Benson story, is next, and then Nostalgia Reel. Uh, make it so. Graphic novels are everywhere. An introduction, and then Scouting Legacy. You got beat by the introduction. Oh yeah, by a lot. Okay. Scouting Legacy what, uh, has all of four listens. What did the last? What did the? What was the last one we did called? Uh, the Nostalgia Reel. Oh, well, how many Exploring did that movies. do? Uh, that did 38, or 38 listens. That's not bad. No. I mean, look, it's it's like the size of a okay-sized classroom. Like, if, if your kids were in a class with 38 kids, you wouldn't be too upset. Almost all of them were on... Oh, no, that's the release date. It's February 6th. Sorry. Yeah, cage match is still killing it though. How how many does cage match have now? Ninety. Ninety. Oh, yeah. High oh my numbers. <laughs> One day we'll have listeners. One day. Maybe. Ninety listens is way better than I thought we'd ever get to. Just you really just think so? so? We're clear. Yeah, I thought it was. I didn't think anybody listened to us. <laughs> I don't have anything have. to say. I mean, we have a lot to say, but we it doesn't none of it really matters. I think that's the no. problem. <laughs> so what, anything, what are you gonna title this one, Rick? Uh I don't know. Uh Strange Luck. <laughs> the Drew Mac story. <laughs> Have you ever seen Zach and Mary make a porno? That's what it's going to be called. Zach and Mary make a porno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give the people what they want, Ricky. <laughs> Which, um, what do you think we should title it, Drew? I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like it should have strange luck in there, but they should also know that they're not getting... The tale of Bill Black. They're getting the tale of Drew Mack. Some schlub. <laughs> yeah, strange luck. The tale of Drew Mack. I like it. Mm, all right. Strange fuck. The story of Drew Mack. <laughs> That's a porno. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, <sighs> well, so, Ricky, that is your problem to uh, figure out. It is so. my problem. Any, but any, um. Anything we want to plug before we get out of here? Since this whole episode was a plug for Drew's great movie. Yeah, it was just one fucking hour-long commercial for Strange Luck, <laughs> The Tale of Bill Black, available on Tubi. Um, Is it still available on Amazon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's also available it's on YouTube. It's going to be available on Hoopla soon. Hoopla? I don't even know what Hoopla is. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's like if you rent... If you go online with your library card, oh, got it. Rent, oh, yeah. rent movies and stuff, music, audiobooks, things like that. I only have one thing to plug, um, folks. If you haven't figured it out by now, 
Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black, is an amazing film. Um, you can find it at your local retailers, such as Tubi or Amazon, or uh, very soon, uh, coming to a hoopla near you. Uh, what's all that hoopla about? It's about Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black. Um, that's right. Drew Mack himself, uh, our co-host, uh, wrote, developed, um, Directed. befriended Bill Black, and in an amazing turn of events, created a, a somehow created an amazing documentary. So, highly worth your one dollar, or free on Tubi. God damn it! <laughs> but he gets paid on Tubi. It's ad supported. Either oh. way. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fine. What about, you what about that YouTube? Way. What about the YouTube channel that it's on? The free documentaries YouTube Stash channel. TV. Oh, I can. I have a. Um, hold on. I'll tell you everywhere it's on right now. Since we're since we're doing the full plug for it, let me go to. Uh, well, he's looking this. that up, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you know this free entertainment. We've put in a lot of. Well, we've put in no sweat and no tears and no. Blood. I'm actually sweating here because it's hot in my house. Drew obviously is not exercised in many years, so he's sweating <laughs> in the air conditioning. Um, so we've put in a minimal amount of sweat, no tears, and no blood. However, we have put in time, and if you want to help support us and continue on this podcast, you 90 listeners out there, you psychopaths who like that, that cage match episode, I don't know who you are, but I love you already. That cage match episode is like two and a half hours long. You know what's eight like 90 minutes long strange luck the tale of bill black you don't even have to invest 90 minutes all you have to invest is 88 minutes 88 minutes folks 88 minutes of beauty that's me, what i need me, you to go watch unless let you watch it on tubi and then you'll have to worry about commercials in between okay, let me take then, over for one second yeah, 88 minutes what else what do, what do we think of when we think of 88 88 miles per hour going back in time bill black we're going back in time and reliving his life in the valid point, you know, in the you know, proverbial DeLorean that is my camera. He's even wearing a Marty McFly hat. Yeah. We or go Marty McFly esque hat. He talks about 1955 because he was alive then. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, look, and look, 1985. <laughs> look, I, and I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna say it, but I, I, I held on the entire podcast and didn't say the fact that my man Bill Black graduated from Florida State as did his lovely lady wife, and she went to work there. So if you're a true gar bleeding garnet seminal, and by the way, everybody bleeds garnet because that's the color of blood, but if you're a seminal, you need to go watch this. Please go watch this movie. If you're a gator and you want to, like, hate watch it, you can do that too, but I promise you you're going to love it. All right, so I can now tell you where it is available. Uh you can see Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black on Amazon Prime, um, Tubi. I believe it's called Free Movies Plus. Uh, Stash, free documentaries on YouTube. Cineverse. Reveal, Re Revel, Reveal, R-E-V-E-E-L. And soon to be on Hoopla and Future Today. So... There's many spots you can check it out on. You know what I heard, Drew? What? I heard none of these people have a goddamn excuse not to watch this movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty, to, to, to quote Larry David, pretty, 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 pretty much. <laughs> Perfect.
Ricky? Yes. Would you like to sign us off? Cartoons. I, mean, I can. What do we get at? I drew, I drew dropped some like sad news on my feed right before we started the episode. So, oh, you didn't you didn't know I I I dropped some me. RIP death news before RIP you got before to I it. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. And I even quoted one of his shows just now. You did. Yeah. Did I miss something? Uh, Richard Lewis died. The comedian. Oh yeah. Did, oh. Did this a lot with his hands. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. King um, Richard. Yep, Princess Bride. Or, oh, uh, sorry. Nope. Not King John. King John. Yes. That's a bummer. Yeah. Very funny. Very odd. Comedian. He will be missed. He will be but missed. On that note, we will go ahead and head out. And thanks uh, for bumming us out right hey! before we left. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was sad. Way to go. It is what it is. I love this place. I can't find the stop button.